powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Stephanie Flood, your Vice President of Operations. Here with me as always is my co-host, Anthony James, our Vice President of Professional Development and co-broker of record. Hello, Gold Nation. Good to be back. And of course, we have a special guest with us this morning. Our guest is Shauna Gaines from the Remax Gold Reno office. Shauna, say hello to Gold Nation. Howdy, Gold Nation. So I don't want to give away too much about Shauna because the way that she tells her story, I think is going to be way more entertaining than if I were to tell you. So I'm going to give you the quick thumbnail sketch of who she is. Of course, she's an agent in our Reno office and is a graduate of the University of Oregon, which I say because I meet so many people in Reno and so many are graduates of UNR. So I throw that out there because it's different and I like University of Oregon. But Shauna, I want to get to know you a little bit better and your background of how you ended up back in Reno and in real estate. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. The constant thing that I always say about how I ended up back here was that when I graduated high school, I said, I am never moving back to Reno and I am never working for my dad. Like, you know, classic angsty teenager. And then fast forward about seven years and my dad offered me a job, which for me felt like it was out of the blue, which I never thought I would consider. But at that time, I was working at an independent news weekly paper in Portland, Oregon. And I thought, there's not a lot of upward mobility here. And that's the first time I learned I'm an ambitious person. And the more I talked to my dad and the more I learned about the real estate industry, I thought, I think I want to give this a shot. And that was nearly 14 years ago. So here I am. That's awesome, Shauna. You know, I uh, I love your personality. You have so much energy. I, I had the uh, the privilege of bumping into you in our Reno office, uh, I think it was a month or so ago. And I just loved how, you know, you communicate your just energy and, and zest for life, your optimism, you're so positive. And you've got this great uh, podcast and book that you've authored. It's called Do It and Be Glad You Did. And really, it's all about educating the real estate community. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, what what made you desire to take the steps to create a podcast, write a book, to kind of give back to the industry and educate the real estate community on what it takes to make it in this business? Yeah, that was quite the journey. A lot of it, honestly, on a serious note, came from seeing how disrespected real estate agents are as a profession. Like it has a very... Um, unfavorable connotation to the word realtor. Uh, people pronounce it incorrectly all the time. And it's like, oh, all you do is open houses and you like make all this money, you do nothing. And oftentimes, and it's not everyone, right? Like we have tons of amazing, wonderful clients who value us, but it was just really unfortunate how often I saw that 
portrayed in movies where it's this thing that you laugh at. And the more that I've been in this business, the more that I see how amazing <laughs> quality real estate licensees are, the liability you take on for your clients, how you have to play therapist and negotiator and counselor and advocate. And there's so much to what we do that happens behind the scenes, which is true of many industries, surely, but how it's just something that all of our magic happens behind closed doors. And knowing that if we want more respect from the public, I take 100% responsibility for that as the professional, that the more I create a professional face for myself and my business, the more that I attract clients who value that. And I have way better interactions with folks, so many more referrals. And then I'm creating a vision for that person that shows them that what I do is important and complicated. And it really takes someone with direction, a brain. Um, I, again, I don't mean to, that to sound disrespectful to others. It's just it really takes something to make it in this business. And I, and I make that very specifically because truly anyone can get a real estate license. It's incredibly easy. The barrier to entry is very, very low. And I have thoughts about that, of course. But as a result, it's not something um, that like a PhD that takes years and years of studying and um, authorship of theses and what have you. So it's something that I want to show that, yeah, it's really easy to get in, but it sure as heck isn't easy to stay in and have longevity and true success where you don't have to have a side job. You know, like this is what I do for a living day in and day out. And in seeing that, I thought I have the very unique position to have entered this business with my father, who has now been in it for over 40 years. And his practice was already obviously well established and he's earned every accolade Remax has to offer and it's very well deserved. So I'm super grateful to enter with a true mentor and how many agents are out there just flying by the seat of their pants and they don't have that kind of guidance and they're entering transactions that are complicated and they don't have that kind of help to know, uh, I don't know if I want to even say the right path, like there's not a right way on the one hand, but then again, when you have more experience, you definitely see through the weeds of things and you can really see the red flags and you can guide all parties because truly aren't we all on the same team in the sense that we want a successful closing for all parties at the end of the day. And to have that, I just thought was tremendous. And I've learned so much from him and all of the other agents I've ever worked with, regardless of if they're within my same organization or not good, bad and indifferent. So in seeing that it's not that I know the way to do it. I would never tell someone that it's just that in all of my observations, I've really seen this patchwork of a way to ensure one's longevity, success, balance of quality of life. All too often, we're seen as being available 24-7, 365, and that our self-worth is tied to our net worth in the sales industry, but that's a recipe for disaster. You know, as soon as you have a bad month or your year is off, it's like it's crushing to you on a personal level, and that just seems again, a recipe for disaster where your your happiness is tied to how many transactions you did in a year versus uh, the quality of life that this industry can offer of, you know, what country did you travel to this year? Did you go to all your kids, um, you know, sporting events or their play or what have you, or being able to spend a Saturday afternoon just laying in a hammock and reading a book? There's those kinds of things that I think are so important. So what I wanted to offer was just to your point, a very positive perspective on how one could 
look at what they do because my whole platform is that as a real estate professional, you are a small business owner. That is 100% my platform. So although my podcast is definitely intended for my brothers in arms in the overall real estate industry, truly anyone that owns their own business can get value out of that information because it's very, very similar. Do you have a business plan? How do you retract and uh, retain clients? What is your retirement plan? In real estate, no one's polishing your gold watch going, see in 30 years, <laughs> and you're stuck in your 401k. So it's all about those, that holistic perspective on when you get into real estate. So often people think, oh my gosh, this is going to be so easy and so fun. I'm going to make all this money. Well, they might, but then they're you know driving around in this brand new expensive car, and then they have a rough patch for a couple of months, and they're not bringing in you know, what they thought they would, and now they're in trouble or the market changes. And I started in this business in 2008 when everything crashed and people would talk about the good old days. And I was like, what the heck is that? You know, all I knew were short sales and foreclosures. That's what I cut my teeth on. So to know how many thousands of agents across the country dropped their license during that time because it, quote, got too hard, I really think that says something to their professionalism and, and to the ability to make your own market. And I get that we're all subject to those forces, but one could have the perspective of, oh my God, the market's just totally terrible, so that's why I'm not successful. But then on the flip side, if the market's really hot, like we've just experienced over the last year, well, then the success wasn't your making. You were just taking advantage of a tide. So what happens when the going gets tough? <laughs> Do you give up your license and say, call me when it's easy again? You know, for the public that's out there that we protect in these transactions, I would much rather, if I were the layperson, have somebody that can see their own business through in lean times and in fat, because I know that they have what it takes to help me regardless of what the market conditions are. Uh, I realize this is a very long-winded answer to a very simple question, but just seeing all of those challenges in this business, I want to see it be... Uh, just super respected and that people love their real estate agent and the more loyalty to the agent. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it being a little harder to get a license, quite frankly, just knowing what we do. And it's something that I'm really passionate about. I love business in general. Um, I love business ideas. I love collaboration. I really appreciate, honestly, being a part of Remax because my whole experience has been if I have an idea or a quandary or I'm stuck in a pickle, I know I can walk down the hall and talk to literally anyone <laughs> and get sound advice and someone where it's not like, oh, I don't want like, don't share your ideas because someone will steal it. That, that doesn't, that's not the culture we have here. And that's something too in my book where it's like, consider where you hang your license. Like maybe the cheapest place isn't the best. Because if you are all alone or you're in a, a brokerage that is um, home-based only, you have no sounding board in order to get feedback on. And I just learned about um, rubber duck decoding or debugging, which is this interesting concept that when you're stuck with something, as soon as you say it out loud, like in the ideas, programmers will actually say it to a rubber duck um, and they're in, you know, some sort of, Oh, I don't know how to figure this thing out. As soon as they explain the problem problem to the duck, they go, oh, I see the answer. But I tell you, there's just something magical about being able to speak to another qualified professional. And then whether they give you feedback or not, you're already in that headspace of collaboration, solution, progression. And you make magic happen, which I think is just stellar and magical, quite frankly. And so I'm excited to be able to have a book that's out there for those who are 
a interested in getting a license in the first place because truthfully it's you know not for the faint of heart and so and I don't shy away from that but I'm also not here to scare people away but just that they take it seriously but same thing even if you have an established practice that's been in business for 15 years 20 years we can all learn something new or consider a new way to approach one's business. And oftentimes we do get started and we forget that we have a business plan or um, in Remax, we have the momentum program, which I'm a huge fan of. And I have a whole manual based on the momentum program and I need to pull it out every year and go, Hey, what are we up to? Are we in alignment with all of these values and standards that we set for ourselves? Thankfully, yes. And it really helps to dust that off and be present to it. So that way you're always acting in alignment with your commitment. So that's what the book is all for. And the podcast too is just a phenomenally wonderful creative playground for me to have incredible conversations with people about all kinds of stuff, including going off the rails during the holidays when, you know, nobody's really paying much attention to uh, my serious business stuff. And we just have a lot of fun, but it's just great to pick people's brains and share that knowledge with a wider audience. And I'm so grateful for the folks that I've met and collaborated with on that. And I value that there's an agent in my very office who purchases my book and gives it to every new teammate. And that just, it warms my heart every time to have that validation from a colleague that I really respect and know that he sees value in that for his agents to create the team of his dreams. Shana, your passion comes through so vividly when you speak about this. You can tell how significant and how personal and how important this is to you. And I I really appreciate you taking the time to be able to share that with our audience so that they can get that vibe from you. Because just in hearing that, I, I took notes and it really hit home with so many of the things you said. So that was fantastic. And it really sets us up for a few other questions where... Actually, I was listening to your podcast because I did listen to the holiday episode, by the way. (laughs) But (laughs) the part that stuck out to me was the the action item series that you did that was self-care, taking action, focus, and kindness. I really thought that was a little bit different because you you obviously didn't have interviews in, in that portion. And it was you sharing your thoughts and ideas and ideas from others as well. But what, what inspired you to kind of go that direction as opposed to kind of more the, the business focus? Oh, man, that's it's always up for grabs in, in any given episode. Back at the beginning of the show, um, I didn't have guests yet. So I just had lots of my own personal thoughts. That I was like, well, this will take up a 10-minute episode. Let's go ahead and do this. But I think for me, topics will just come to me, like, I'll just be inspired by like, Oh, Hey, I really want to talk about this thing. But I think in that particular one, I think I was even um, reading an article that was put out by our um, CEO. And it was something that really got me thinking about, uh, and this actually just came up, I overheard an agent at a networking event recently, uh, to just talk about how isn't real estate so fun because it was kind of a snarky perspective though of like, you never know what kind of disaster you're going to step into today. And I want all these agents who just make me so mad because they're idiots and they don't know what's going on. I'm like, Ooh, time out. That's something that I, I just have no tolerance for because at the end of the day, what kind of transaction do you want to have? Like you don't know exactly how it's going to go. I mean, I just had one the other day, two business days before closing, the buyer decided to cancel. It was very upsetting, but by the same token, am I going to sit here and run the agent over the coals and make them feel bad about it? Like, what is that? I would rather have 
transactions that are full of mutual respect, teamwork, and solution-oriented thinking. So that way, even if you hit a bump in the road, because we do, right? This, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with money, all kinds of things can happen. And so that whole idea, especially of kindness, is oftentimes in the business world, kindness is equated with weakness. And I am out to crush that myth because truly you get further with honey than you do with vinegar. And I would rather have a reputation in this industry for being kind, respectful, communicative, and team oriented. So that way, when I have a buyer and I'm up against multiple offers, and let's say they're all competitive, but that agent knows me and they know my reputation and they know that even if we have a weird wrench get thrown in the works from something nobody saw coming. They know that they can rely on me to be proactive, super straight with them, tell the truth, and answer my phone. That's something that I get comments on a lot. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you answered your phone. I'm like, who's not answering your phone? <laughs> I don't understand that. But building that idea that through that kindness, through that respect, through that honesty, you're creating a foundation that is strong, not only for your transaction and the client that you are duty bound to represent, but also creating that larger reputation for yourself within your marketplace. So that way, if you are, um, you see a showing request pop in on your listing and it's from one of those agents and we all know them where you're rolling your eyes like, I kind of don't want you to send me an offer because you know they are rude or disrespectful or they make problems um you know i i definitely think that what you think about you bring about so sometimes those problems follow that kind of personality so it's something that i think folks could consider where i know especially in sales it's really easy to get a nice big ego because you know you close x number of deals or this much volume and aren't i so important but then how easy it is to get taken down a peg and that can hurt and sometimes people's reaction to that is really unpleasant but again it just creates more strife for everyone when it doesn't have to be that hard that's something just kind of going back to your first question one of, the, one of the first questions I had for my dad when he offered me this job was like do I have to be really serious and grown up I'm like I'm really afraid that I'm going to have to be really like boring and straight laced if I get into this business with you and he's like oh my god if you're not having fun then you're not doing it right <laughs> I said oh okay great then I can go do this and he was he couldn't have been more right but that's my point it's that purchasing a home for the client ideally should be fun and exciting you know even if weird things happen at the end of the day it should be like oh my god this is so wonderful thank you same thing for the seller they should have this sense of um just excitement and relief and happiness that this thing came together for them and their needs were met and that it was the real estate professionals who were the face of that they're the driver of that you are the creator of it that we've all had transactions with folks where you're like, is this really coming from the client or is the other agent making this problem? And so just again, just to be 100% responsible for your role in how the transaction, transaction is going, not only in the smoothness of it, but also in the tone of it. Where, I mean, God forbid that, you know, you close two dozen deals this year and all of them are wonderful. Gee, <laughs> what a novel idea. But it's just something to consider because I know it sadly comes up more often than I would like. Um, I also had an episode about things that I've actually heard stated in a continuing ed class, some things that just melted my face where I'm going, for real? You just said that? Like what you just admitted to is illegal. Are we all going to address this right now? But also having course leaders that openly trash talk agents that I'm thinking, 
you realize you're an agent too, right? Like you realize you're a broker and people respect you. And here you are saying ill things about how, you know, agents don't answer their phones or, oh, you know, agents. I'm like, but you're one too. Like, turn that finger around. So it's something that, again, I just have no tolerance for. I just, I appreciate all of my colleagues in this industry. I actually, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's titled, Agents we loved working with in 2021, and we keep a list of all of the agents and vendors that were just outstanding, and we give them a gift at the end of the year and a card that says, hey, we closed XYZ deal with you this year. We really loved working with you, and we hope we can do it again, and I'm telling you that that goes a long way when you are in one of those pickles of a situation or you are in a multiple offer situation. It helps you out, and it helps your client out to make sure that you're always putting forth that air of teamwork collaboration, professionalism, honesty, and then I keep saying magic, but I'm telling you, man, (laughs) seize the magic. Sean, I love it. I, I, um, I know that after you graduated from University of Oregon, you attended culinary school in San Francisco. And I'm sure that, you know, part of that experience has you using words like recipe when you talk about a recipe for disaster in this business. So I'm kind of (laughs) curious. I, I want you to put your culinary hat back on for just a minute and give our audience and our listeners today the recipe for success and longevity. And specifically, like, talk to this world we find ourselves in, like pandemic, you know, 18 plus months. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do agents keep themselves from flaming out and have success and longevity in this industry, regardless of what circumstances they might be facing, even in the face of a pandemic? Absolutely. The first two words that I thought of is planning and boundaries. So planning comes into how you want your business to flow in general, because regardless of if the market is you know selling like hotcakes or if the market is going like molasses, you need to have a consistent plan that you're always operating from. So when it comes to even the simple things of how do you pay clients what, how do you want to do that? So some people are very transactional and they'd rather spend 10 grand a month on Zillow leads than they would on having client parties and making phone calls to past clients. Like it doesn't matter. Like there's, there's no right way to do it, but just knowing who you are in that regard. So having a plan on how you are creating that pipeline for yourself, I think is enormous regardless of how the market is, but especially when a market does change and gets a little bit slower, having a solid database of clients that know, like, and trust you, and you are doing what you can within your budget to stay consistently and authentically connected to. So not just that they're on some drip campaign, which are wonderful, because honestly, they see your name on this regular basis, but do you call them? Do you take them out for dinner occasionally? Like, it's not about being best friends with all of your clients, because as you get years and years in this business, that's hundreds and hundreds of people, but also too, you know, there's some that you really, really connect with and having get-togethers when you are able to safely, of course, uh, do things like that and, and putting in a phone call, sending a personal note, things. I mean, we all know Buffini, right? Like his stuff isn't rocket science. It's just that it works and it's simple. Um, but I would say planning is like recipe ingredient number one, truly having a business plan and understanding what you do and having consistent systems in place. The second one is boundaries. I think boundaries is enormously important when it comes to burnout. It's something where, again, 
the average expectation is that agents are at your beck and call as some sort of servant. Like you ding a bell and they have to say, yes, sir, and jump in how high. Like that's, but that's not who we are, right? We are human beings who have full lives. A lot of agents are just, they're amazing people up to big things, even outside of the real estate industry. And we've got a lot going on and people have families and what have you. So in order to, I stave off burnout for decades, what I see is hugely important is boundaries. Like have business hours, whether you work from home or you work in an office building, having boundaries and office hours where I start my day at X time, I end my day at Y time, I don't work this particular day of the week, and I don't take calls after whatever. Uh, always the caveat, and you'll hear me say this so many times, is that I understand things happen all the time. Uh, so I have very stringent work boundaries. I have two little kids that I'm very committed to. I get to take my daughter to ballet twice a week at 4 p.m. I don't miss um, my son's soccer practice on Saturdays, things of that nature. And uh, I just went through a very chaotic weekend of, you know, a transaction that had fallen through, getting it back in escrow, had four offers, countered one, no response, countered another, no response, like all this craziness that was happening all weekend long. And God bless technology. I'm able to do that pretty effectively, um, you know, on the sidelines of soccer practice and make a quick phone call. I'm able to check email here and there. Am I stuck to my computer and having to uh, miss out on those things? Heck no. So I think it's important, too, that when you are able to effectively communicate your boundaries to your clients, they respect them. Anytime there's a couple agents in our um, office, they have wonderful voicemail messages of, hi, you've reached so-and-so, and, you know, I'm so sorry to have missed your call. Please note my business hours are, and she states it right there. And I remember the first time I heard that, the first thing out of my mouth and leaving a message was, I love your voicemail. <laughs> Thank you so much because you set up an expectation for everyone. And then I'm not shocked if I don't hear back from her because I left a message at 7.15 p.m. And, and I will expect to hear back from her the next day. Again, caveat, if you're in some weird emergency situation, everyone becomes magically more available. But the idea is, is that, you know, 90% of the time you have those boundaries and you adhere to them. And our uh, prior broker gave some words of wisdom that I will always, always reiterate to anyone is that conflict arises when expectations are not met. So when you're not setting that expectation and you're letting the other party make that up on their own and you have your own over here, well, obviously you're not going to meet that expectation they have because you didn't communicate it. You know, they assume you're available 24-7, but your business hours are, you know, 7 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And they expected you to answer an email at 5 a.m. or at 10 p.m. And they're getting mad at you saying that they, quote, can't get a hold of you. And you're going, what the heck? But my business hours are a lot. Did you tell them that? You know, did you set that up so that way they understand? Like I had a LASIK surgery last week and I knew I was not going to be able to read any emails after a certain period of time. I not only let all of my clients know that that was happening, but I set up an out of office autoresponder, like hello technology. And it was so lovely. And my clients checked on me and they're like, how are you? How did it go? And there was no problem. And yeah, I missed a emails, right? But they immediately got a response. They knew why I wasn't going to be able to respond. And they had a person to contact in my place. So it's something that I'm grateful for those boundaries. Because when my when I was a kid, and my dad was in this business, we didn't have the technology we have now. And I missed him a lot. And he wasn't able to come to things or he was always checking his watch because he had an appointment to go to. And that's, that was the nature of the game back then. And so it's something that knowing that I missed my dad. So how do I be successful in this business in my own right? And 
make time for my kiddos, especially when they're so young. Well, hey, it's called boundaries. And it's something that I'm grateful that I put in place. Um, when I first started, of course, you know, young, single in my 20s, man, I, <laughs> I was the old, wearing all the hats. Transaction coordinator, uh, listing coordinator, photographer, uh, buyer's agent. <laughs> like I wore all that. And I would work from, you know, 8 a.m. till, you know, 9.55 because the alarm auto set at 10. I was like, well, I guess I better go home. And I was working seven days a week for a while. I know what it's like. I totally get it which is all the more reason that as I matured in this industry, I really got, hey, boundaries are important. And it, it circles back to the respect of our field is that you would never bug your attorney or your doctor outside of their business hours. And how many doctor's offices aren't even open on Fridays or they close at noon? And you just deal with it. You just respect it because they are the respected professional. Why are we not owed the same thing? You know, have a quality of life, be able to go on vacation. And again, back to systems, <laughs> have your systems and structures in place that allow for that, which I get when you're a solo agent and you don't have an assistant or you don't have a teammate, that can be really tough, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. You have hopefully a wonderful brokerage and you're surrounded by trusted colleagues that you can say, hey, I'm going to go out of town for a week. This is what's going on. Can I please rely on you to handle these things for me? And more than likely, they're going to go, you betcha, and they'll take care of you. Yeah, you know, I love this uh, this conversation on boundaries. I think it really, you know, kind of ties right into the buzzwords that we hear oftentimes around self-care, right? And you even have yeah. an episode in your podcast uh, where you're talking specifically to self-care, you know, eating right, sleeping well. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically, I would love for you to kind of share this idea around feeding your passions, right? I mean, that has <laughs> to tie into uh, maybe in your father's case, 40 plus years in the business. And I know you're coming up on 14 years in the business. So talk about longevity, taking care of yourself, creating boundaries, but how do you constantly feed your passions? Oh my God. Okay. So I, I, to a fault, so I'm an extrovert if you didn't notice, but to a fault, I get involved in everything. So I have my full-time real estate career. I am a super active Rotarian. Um, I'm involved in the CRS chapter here in Reno for Certified Residential Specialists, uh, helping them every year with their massive, you know, 650 person charity event. Um, I, I go, go dance for my Rotary Club band. Like I do all the things. I say yes to all the things. Uh, COVID, honestly, the, one of the silver linings taught me how to say no to a couple things, which was magical. And Speaking of my dad and his 40 years, he's he loves aviation. He loves aviation and history and World War II history. And it's just something where by being successful, this is something he taught me, being successful in whatever you choose and like sales that allows you to have a very, I mean, quite frankly, an unlimited earning potential, it allows you to feed those passions. So yes, you do this thing that has its ups and downs day in and day out. And it allows you to fund what you're passionate about. So for him, that was having an airplane. And he flew all over the place. All this fun little, I mean, if it was, you know, fly to Monterey for lunch and come home, like that's an amazing experience to be able to have. And his business funded that. So for me, in the passions that I have, I I grew up traveling. I was grateful to have a family that was able to take me to Paris when I was nine. And I got a bug for traveling at a very young age. So seeing how this is something ties into the larger conversations about boundaries and structures that I can not just, again, tie my self-worth to my net worth. It's like, no, how does my business fund my life? 
how do I stay in touch with my passion such that I have the time to do so? So if I want to go, um, like we have a rotary opportunity to go to Mexico to install water filtration systems for families in Los Barriles who don't have access to potable water. And the dates for that would have me be gone basically a week. So now I get to plan that and sign up for it. And I get to go to Mexico for a week and do something amazing and have the structures in place where I get to go do something I'm passionate about because I have boundaries with all of my clients that is already known. I have structures in place and a fantastic team that has my back when I'm gone. And I get to go do this thing that I love. So not everybody has a hobby necessarily. Not that everybody needs one. It's not a have to. It's just something to consider, like, what do you love to do? And it doesn't have to be spelunking or skydiving or some crazy thing. It's like, what if you just are a super avid reader? But what if there's some amazing uh, book signing or book festival or literary event somewhere else that you would always love to go to? And you can make the time to go do that or go to a amazing B&B for a weekend and just read your favorite books and snuggle by a fire or whatever that thing is. I think finding a passion that's outside of your day-to-day goings-on provides diversity and it provides the stark contrast between this is what I do every day. And you can be passionate about real estate and love what you do. And uh, A, it doesn't always feel like work as a result. And B, um, it still gives you something to look forward to. But when you have um, a future to live into, that is about something that fuels you, then your life feels abundant and complete where you don't feel like there's something missing where all I do is go to work. And oh my God, you know, again, back to the same things and those foundational elements. Like, well, I work from home and so I can't really get away from it. Eh, you know, can't you? So it's something again, to just to step back and take a look that if you love to uh, ride horses, ride motorcycles, build stuff in your garage. Um, you've always wanted to go on the baking competition show. Like, go do that. And that way you have something, again, where your real estate practice becomes this generating force for you to fund the things that you love. And they don't have to be expensive, of course, but having that opportunity to engage in those things is a lovely break from work. And also, too, what if that's another way to connect with a client? I know on uh, our REMAX website, when you put your little bio in there, it says, what are your hobbies? Well, sometimes when I'm searching for a referral across the country and I see that somebody's really into fly fishing and I know that the client I'm sending them is an avid fly fisher person, I'm more likely going to send them to that agent than I would have someone else who's equally qualified but has no hobbies listed at all. And that way I know that they're going to have something to have rapport about right off the bat and have a really positive experience for that client. So I think passions are wonderful. It's also a great icebreaker if you're ever at networking events, if you're having a a listing consultation with a client and people ask, uh, what are you up to? What's going on? How often do we say, oh, nothing. And how true is that really? Not very. (laughs) Like, God forbid you say, oh, my God, yes, I'm doing this thing, and this is what's going on, and this and that, and blah, 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 nee, nee, nee. And you never know, too, when you need help with something, if that other person goes, oh, well, I know someone who does this or that or would love to be involved. And now you just collaborated and, and, again, made magic happen for someone else or another project. But I think having a passion and fueling that through your practice, let that be the means to the end. If the end is just your transaction numbers at the end of the year, um, I pity the fool. 
I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like as full, full of a life. It's something where I would say if your business practice is the means to the end of you having a full, holistic, well-rounded life that you are excited about and proud that you are living every day, amen to you. I think passion is the absolute name of the game here, Shauna, that just really shines through. And that was, those points were just incredible and really impactful. So of course you are very inspirational. We're taking inspiration, just being able to talk to you today, but I'm really curious, where do you draw your inspiration? Is there someone who inspires you to give back like this? Oh man. Um, there are moments where I feel like I just came out of the womb like this, but we all know that's not true. Like you're not born and your parents look over in the crib and go, Oh, look, I got an extroverted one. Those are things that you cultivate over time and experience. Right. And I think having the life that I did where I had uh, very hardworking parents and I saw what that could create, I think is what instilled ambition in me. And again, I didn't really realize I was ambitious until I had a job where I was looking around at everyone going, wow, I really can't like besides owning this little newspaper, I can't really go very far. And that did not sit well with me. So I think as being an extrovert and loving people, I have my moments too, where I get really nervous, especially at networking events, oddly enough. But it's something that I get my energy from others and groups that's how I recharge on a large basis. And there's something just inherent for me about, um, I don't know, like I say hi to you and, and I want to know how you're doing and I'm excited to see people and make them laugh, I think is a huge thing that I've learned. It used to be a way to hide vulnerability and now it's a way to truly authentically connect with others. And I enjoy being a ray of sunshine. It's, it's, not conscious on purpose of like, okay, be a ray of sunshine today. It's just what comes out, <laughs> which I'm grateful for. But I know oftentimes I get told by clients to slow down because I talk too fast and I get really, which I'm sure I'm doing right now and get really exuberant. But that's just, that's just what's there. I just feel like if you um, cut me open, I would bleed rainbows and glitter. Like that's just, that's just what, what's there for me. And it's something that I value about myself. Honestly, I'm grateful that I get to be a source of positivity for others. And when someone's having a rough day, I'm also grateful as a landmark graduate that I can authentically listen in a way that others can't and really hear what's there for another person and just hold the space for them to get out what they need to get out and get that burden off their shoulders. But instead of taking it on and feeling burdened by it, I just get to go flink and toss it to the side. And now they're free of whatever was bogging them down. And I'm free to just be with them as a person. So I, I'm grateful for whatever I am for others in that positive sense. You can count on me to continue doing that because that's just what I do. Shauna, was that a Mr. T reference that you did a moment ago? I'm just trying to replay that. It was, oh my God, Anthony, we can be friends. Yes, it is a Mr. T reference. Awesome. I thought I, I, thought I heard it. Uh, excellent. All right, Shauna. Hey, final question for you. Uh, this, I'm not going to say morning because it could be afternoon. You never know when someone's listening to this thing. Uh, final this question for the <laughs> final question for the episode, uh, Shauna. Uh, I'd love for you to kind of share, you know, some final thoughts for our audience. You know, as a realtor, 
how do you distinguish yourself from others? There's so much competition, so much noise out there. There's a lot of people that are in this business. And so how do we, you know, as Remax would say, rise above the crowd against and over all of our competitors in the marketplace? Being my word, I think that's the shortest way I can possibly explain it is to your point, when you are in listing appointments where they're interviewing three other agents or you are uh, coming across a new buyer referral and it's like, you know that they might be talking to someone else because their cousin is licensed. How do you communicate that you truly are different? And one of the biggest things that I think matters is being your word, doing what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it. And the second you know you're not going to be able to, you communicate and set a new expectation and meet that. Because so often we hear, oh, yeah, this and that, and they blow smoke up your skirt about the value of your home, or they say they're going to do all this amazing marketing, but they have no actual negotiation skills to follow through on, on actually getting offers and things of that nature. I think communicating a high level of integrity is incredibly valuable, where you can show that you're willing to walk away from a listing that has clients that's uh, suggesting some things that just really don't sit well with you or you know that it's going to be an uphill battle because they are married to a certain price that you know the market is not going to be able to provide to them, and showing that you respect yourself and your industry more than just having a listing on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Because then it will rot, and then, again, mismatch expectations, right? And then you have a disaster on your hands. So I think being your word and communicating that to clients, because you have to demonstrate it. It's not just in your words. You follow it up with your actions. And if your words and your actions don't match, then your word is meaningless to everyone, including yourself. So you set yourself up for success by creating those expectations. It's the same thing as systems and boundaries and having all of that out there. And if you know that you're not going to be able to keep your word, you tell them. So I know that it shocks clients. Like uh, I used to be horribly late to things before I learned about integrity and got all that dialed in. And now, you know, fast forward this number of years, and I'm always... Um, a little bit early to everything. And if I'm going to be a minute late, I call the client on my way and say, I'm so sorry, you know, a little bit behind, I will see you at approximately like 401. And they're like, Oh, why are you calling me? But like, that's what I'm talking about. Like the more that you show up that way, the more your clients will experience you as your word. And hence, they know that they can trust you. They know that they, you have their best interests at heart. They know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. And that creates such a strong bond and connection to that client that, of course, the next time they hear of a friend, family member, coworker who needs a real estate professional, they're going to go, oh, my God you need to call Shauna because blah, 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 you know, it's already right there in their experience. It's a referral that creates itself because you gave them the experience of integrity. And that's not something that is all over the place these days. Yeah. Well said, Shauna Gaines. I would love for you to uh, just kind of share with the listeners real quick, Shauna, how can people get connected to you? You have an amazing podcast and a book. Where can we find those things of value? Absolutely. So on any listening app, folks can search Do It and Be Glad You Did. And uh, you'll see my beautiful face right there and you'll know that you have the right show. Um, 
listening on any, I believe any app that has in a podcast platform, you are good to go there. Always be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And then as far as the book goes, it's available on Amazon. Same kind of thing. It has a, a similar title. Do it and be glad you did. It's hilarious because after coming up with that title, uh, I catch myself saying it all the time about all kinds of things. <laughs> so it's something that's just been so true for me in general. But uh, it's a hilarious book that is also very serious and straightforward, but it's told in the manner in which I speak, it's illustrated and it's super fun and I hope it's of value to everyone, but available on Amazon and it ships directly to you. Print on demand. Perfect. I, I know that our listeners are going to want to get a copy of that and are probably going to tune into your podcast. You're going to pick up some new listeners right after this podcast is released. Well, thank you. Marvelous. So, uh, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. I know that we have all learned a lot. I know that I am taking away being your word and doing what you say you're going to do. It's very much a, a motto by which I live. So it is really refreshing to hear that out there and hear other people looking at the world from the same perspective. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and your passions with us today. Anthony, what did you think of today's episode? Yeah, it was uh, amazing and inspiring and full of energy, Shauna. Thank you so much for uh, just sharing that enthusiasm, you know, through the telephone line, on the microphone, did an amazing job. So thank you, Shauna. I truly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you both. All right, Gold Nation. So here's my final thought. Uh, get connected with Shauna Gaines. Check out her podcast, uh, download her book or order her book on Amazon. And I'll leave you with one final phrase. Do it and be glad you did. Take care, Gold Nation. We'll see you next month. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve, it is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.